Naya loves. Naya loves. I'm Gabs and this is my girlfriend, Soph. And we are your podcast hosts. Welcome to Queer Podcast, where we bring you all things queer, my dear. We speak to a different guest each episode as they tell us their coming out story. We listen to the good, the bad, the ugly and the outright hilarious. This is the content that we wish we had when we were stuck in the closet. And it's such a pleasure to be able to speak to some amazing people each episode and bring you a new and different story. If you've got a coming out story that you want to share, get in touch with us, email or DM on Instagram at qu.ear. Sit back, relax, grab a cuppa. And a biscuit. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, thank you. And keep an ear out for queer. Hello. Makes you notice, doesn't it? How gay we all are. Welcome to Queer <laughs> Podcast. The podcast that brings you everything queer. From stories, to memes, to impressions. We've missed you. So sit back, relax, embrace the gay, vision the rainbow. Grab a brew and, and a, a biscuit. biscuit and enjoy. See you lot. Nailed it. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode with your gals, Sophie and Gabs. That's us. We're here, we're queer. Always. We're ready to bring you another coming out story. Yeah, this one is definitely up there with the best. So dramatic. Yeah, it is very dramatic. There's a lot going on in this story. Yeah, so we speak to Kirsty this week, who has been through a lot in regards to a coming out story, I'll say that. Yeah, it's quite heavy. It's definitely a rollercoaster of emotions. Yeah, and she was so honest and mm. she really like l- let everything out, didn't she? Yeah. There's no holding back in this one. No. So you get it all. <laughs> yeah, so in this story, there is moving in together, there's marriage, there's getting dogs together, mm-hmm. there's coming out gay. <laughs> yeah. This is She did all this with a man, by the way. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> she had a straight relationship mm-hmm. for about seven and a half years um, to... A guy she describes as amazing that's what i found really like interesting about the whole story you know mm-hmm. it's really hard because it, it does just take you on this journey of like you know she's in love with this guy but ha- you just can't fight the gay <laughs> you can't fight the gay yeah. you know as much as you want to you cannot fight it yeah and that's that's like damaging when you try to isn't it as yeah, we definitely. all know there's definitely different types of love as well you can be in love with someone in a way well, like loving and caring for someone yeah. mm. but then um, perhaps on the physical sexual side of things yeah you can't connect with that as much as you want to mm-hmm. and i think that's a big part of kirsty's story but obviously she'll tell that herself and she touches on some quite sensitive topics and we were certainly captivated the whole time she was telling her story oh my god yeah one of my favorite parts of kirsty's story is the barbie yeah <laughs> It should have been a telltale sign. That's it. The girl who was playing with Barbies when she was a kid, making them lesbians. Her mum should have known. Come on. What did you think? Should have known from the start. Would have made this whole thing a 
damn sight easier. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, no, I don't want Ken. I don't want Ken. No. <laughs> I just want the two girls. Do you feel like kids like fulfill that, like try and live out their fantasies with toys and stuff? Do you feel like that's a thing? Maybe subconsciously. Yeah. Do you yeah. think? Maybe that's why my mum was always worried I was going to be trans. I was always playing with boys. <laughs> Like boy, like the came can- with boys. No, yeah. no. I, like, <laughs> I definitely wasn't doing that. Um, like the candles and the wrestlers and like on the Sims, I'd always make men, never women. Really? Yeah. Mm. And, and I'd shop in the boys' department. It would be like a fight in our house for me to even put on jeans, mm. like let alone a skirt or a dress or anything. Or me mum would say, Sophie, why don't you just put on a nice dress or why don't you wear your sandals? I was like, Mum, I can't kick a football in sandals, can I? <laughs> She's like, oh, all right then. Love. Well, you're obviously not very good at football. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd should be able to tell. Cut. I'd hear me tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Can't even claim that I did any sports. I was hopeless at sports. I just like to wear boys' clothes because they were so much more comfortable. <laughs> I know. Oh my god, I used to like steal. I've got a twin brother. I used to steal his clothes all the time, and he gets so pissed off because mm. if I was seen out wearing his clothes, then he couldn't wear them ever again really yeah because he can't be seen out in his sister's clothes god forbid god forbid (laughs) (laughs) anyway gabs you know on one of the previous episodes and i was talking about me northern rail holy grail bathroom story yeah the tampon story yeah so rach messaged in saying that she's got a similar story so she was in a portaloo at a festival right Mm -hmm. and she was wearing a play suit with no bra so she was like completely naked and she was mid pee, and the back of the wall fell out of the portal. <gasps> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there were three guys in the queue just staring <gasps> at her. No. So yeah. So she said, "You're not alone with the toilet one." <laughs> <gasps> Isn't that awful? Oh my god! Can oh. Imagine that. She's full on naked, and the back no, falls off. No. That is just something. Oh, you just would never imagine that would happen to you. No. That's so bad. Like, what would you Isn't do in that, that scenario? So funny? Like, in yours, when you were in the, in, in the train yeah. and the door opened, you could close the door again. Yeah, when but back... I had me pants no, on I... my ankle. No, I would no, have been, like, <laughs> waddling to the door no, like a penguin that. and that, but shutting like... it with my ass out. <laughs> it's possible to close the door again, right? Yeah, I know okay. it's difficult. Oh, and, yeah. Like, logistically, probably not ideal, <laughs> but it's possible. In this situation... With a portaloo wall, yeah, you can't like just put that back up. No, you, know I mean? you can't just like waddle over and pick up a whole fucking. Wall. I just put my head down the loo like a <laughs> like a peacock. Bury your head. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else exists around you. <laughs> a peacock. Yeah, I that's what they the do. Bury the red. I think you got the wrong bird. Oh, have I? Yeah. What bury the red? I think you're red? thinking of like an ostrich or an emu or something. I'm gonna Google that. Google it. An ostrich. You are right, mm-hmm. and that is not a thing I say often, <laughs> is it? No. <laughs> that's something I hear often. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's so funny. <clears throat> yeah, so if you guys have any little mini story submissions, it doesn't even have to be about coming out. Like, if you hear something in the pod and you have a similar story that you want to share, definitely send it to us and we can read them out on the podcast. Yeah, definitely. I love doing stuff like that. Just embarrassing moments or funny things. It doesn't have to be about being gay or being queer or coming out or anything. But some funny queer stories will be good. Exactly, Nights out, we want it all. We want the juicy goss. Spill the tea, hands. Anyway, let's get to the episode. Mm -hmm. We'll let Kirsty take the stage and tell her amazing, honest and truthful story Mm -hmm. which will definitely help a lot of people i think oh absolutely yeah i really her story is massively 
powerful i think Mm -hmm. with everything that she went through and i think there's parts of different parts of her story that that most people like someone will be able to relate to each part because she went through so much yeah yeah and we're really grateful to her for coming on and being so honest about everything just as we are with every person we speak to and we hope that you enjoy and we hope that it helps somebody out there and let us know what you think so here's Kirsty. She's 29 from London and she's here on Queer to tell her story. For fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. Hi. Hello. Hello, Kirsty. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. How are you? I'm good. A bit nervous, actually. Yeah. Oh, don't be. It's just a chat, you know. We're just chilling and chilling and chatting with a brew. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah brilliant. <laughs> okay, so Kirsty, you emailed in with your story, and yeah. oh my god, like Gabs was reading it. She she was reading your email. And she was like, oh my God, she was gasping and everything. She was like, Soph, Soph, you've got to read this. You've got to read this. I was like, do you know what? No, don't tell me, just get her on. Ask her if she wants to come on and I want to hear it firsthand. So. Oh, you haven't heard it? I've not heard it. it. I mean, little little (laughs) clips that she told me, but um, no, I've not heard it. So like, I'm all ears. Basically, when I was in school, I kind of like, I knew, well, I kind of knew that I liked girls from like primary school I'd say mm-hmm. but still thought I liked you know boys as well and then in secondary school I think when I was in about year eight you know you kind of like you're not sure really what group you're in you want to be in the popular group and everything so like playing like truth or dare with some of the guys like, who were in the popular group and we got asked or told to like kiss for a dare and um like send them a picture because this is like over the phone and being stupid, we didn't actually, we like, we didn't make out. It was literally like a peck on the lips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously in a photo that can look a lot worse than it actually is. So that was you and your mate, was it? Yeah, you... me and my best mate. Yeah. Who I'd like, been best mates with through primary school and that. So it was literally just like a kiss on the lips. We sent it being very stupid and naive. And um, it obviously got sent around the whole of our year. Oh God. Which, obviously, as you can imagine, none of the boys really cared. Like, we didn't really get any mm. shit from the boys. Yeah. It was just kind of like... But some of the girls were really, like, just proper bitchy about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sent in my email, and it wasn't it wasn't even, like, the popular girls or anything. It was like, you know that group of girls that you get that kind of think they're popular, but they're more, like, the, the chavvy ones. It's yeah. like, smoke <laughs> runners, the other boys, like, that kind of group. Yes, we know the ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'm gonna like really show my age here, but every time I'd log on to log on to MSN, oh, yes. I thought, the one. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like instantly, like these girls would instantly pop up, just being just horrible, like, threatening to like beat, beat me up and everything. Oh None of them ever did anything. Just basically like call me a lesbian and mm. all that. I think at the time as well, where I knew that I did actually like girls, even though like, I liked boys as well it was kind of like right I just I'm never gonna let that side of me yeah like out because mm-hmm. I guess I was like oh I like boys I've had like a really crap reception from girls and it just scared me too much to ever admit I liked girls as well yeah so I kind of went into my well adulthood kind of never really showing that side of me even my best friend I didn't tell her I was even 
interested in girls at all until I was in like my well early to mid 20s which is a shame now because she went to university and she's played hockey all through school uni like college mm-hmm. so most mm-hmm. of her friends uh, were gay Oh, right. And but I didn't know that. I didn't oh. know that a lot of her friends were gay because she obviously didn't feel the need to tell me. Yeah, because oh, yeah. she you know, I was straight and everything. So I think God, if I just like told her earlier, <laughs> yeah, oh. she could have set me up with some hockey gals. Yeah, <laughs> if I'd actually like visited her at uni. Maybe I would have actually like figured that out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I kind of started the clubbing phase and would kind of be like, I'd like admit it, be over sexual with like men. Mm-hmm. So. Almost as if I, I think on one of the the other podcasts, someone said that you kind of like, it's almost like to prove to you like yourself and other people that like, right, I'm really into men, just seen as this, you know, girl that loves men. Yeah, yeah. overly and, straight. Yeah. Like I totally went down that route yes. too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, the amount of girls I've spoke to since and that have come out and were like, oh, I was a complete slut when I was younger. Yeah. Like, yeah. guys. And I feel like, is it just like this, like, I'm, I must prove that I like men, yeah. so I'm going to do that. And I ended up meeting a guy when I was, I was 18 and he was 21. And um, absolutely fell in love with him. He was literally like the perfect guy. Mm. Wanted kids, wanted like marriage, was career focused. Like we, and he was just like a lovely guy, not, not the kind of guys you meet nowadays. Yeah. And we... We were together for two years, then we like, bought our first house together, did the typical, got a dog, got engaged. And it was weird because after a few months of our relationship, I started not really being able to have sex. Like, it was super painful. Yeah. So any time that he'd managed to get inside me, it was like basically I had um, vaginismus, mm-hmm. which again, a lot of women have or get at some point in their life, mm-hmm. but it's a really something that's not really spoken about okay. yeah, yeah and I had no idea what it was and actually to be fair it's myself researching that kind of diagnosed myself with that because yeah, I've got I went to the doctors numerous times um, and was like look I can't have sex it's extremely painful mm-hmm. um sometimes like he can't even get inside like I've clamped shut so much so much and I can only describe it as like being really unready for sex and having like a dildo that's made of sandpaper. Oh, like, oh, that literally, shit. <laughs> that's literally how it feels. Oh it my was, God. It's horrible. Oh my God. Um, and I got to the point where like, the doctors would like roll their eyes whenever I, like, I'd go in there. Um, one of them just told me to like go to Anne Summers. Really? No oh my God. Yeah. Here's your medical diagnosis yeah. as a professional. Yeah, just, go to a yeah, sex shop. To <laughs> yeah, sort it out. Um, and do you know what? Funny, one of the doctors actually, basically, in in a roundabout way, t- tried to get me to look at whether I was in the right relationship. And obviously, at the time I was young, I was thinking like, I just thought it was really rude. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, like, this guy, like, don't come and come at me with that, you know. Mm. And um, so just continued like that, and bless him, he put up with it. <laughs> like most guys probably would have left not being able to have have it that often and even when it did kind of happen it probably wasn't the most enjoyable for him either yeah yeah like he stuck it we were together like seven years so he you know he really he kind of said that he was just happy with the relationship we were able to have because we'd then I think so early on we'd had to develop more of an emotional connection as opposed to the physical yeah so yeah we ended up 
getting, like I say, engaged. And then we got married in 2016. Wow. And so basically he is the only person that knew I was bisexual. Mm -hmm. And I told him from the very start of the relationship, I'm bisexual, like he didn't care. I guess kind of like where... I did have problems in the bedroom. It got to a point where we'd kind of joke joke around about a threesome and all that. And then after we got married, it kind of became like, well, kind of said maybe if we tried it, because it may be having a female in the bedroom might relax me a bit more, you mm-hmm. know, might get me more in the mood. Because as you can imagine, having with sex feeling as painful as that, I was rarely even in the mood. Yeah, oh my gosh, of course. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it kind of like put me off doing like anything sexual, just mm. in case it, yeah. you know, he then wanted that. Or yeah. so I became one of those girls that went on Tinder <laughs> looking for, <laughs> and um, I kind of only spoke to girls that were feminine because like, I'm quite feminine myself. Yeah, and I thought that I was kind of like right. I only like girls that are feminine or bisexual themselves. Um, I only, you know, I only like girls in a, as a bit of fun. I don't, yeah. I could never have a relationship with a girl. That typical kind of like, you know, yeah, ignoring. <laughs> Still a bit of denial there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, when I was like, talk, I started talking to girls most of the time and he was completely like, he knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Every night he'd be like, oh, like, how's it going? Have you found anyone? That kind of oh. crap. And um, I kind of. God, I never actually told any girl that I was talking to that I was looking for a th- like a third. I kind of like never didn't really mention him much at all. Okay. Um, which is obviously probably a sign as well. Mm. And um, we were having a conversation, and we, he kind of gave the okay for me to basically sleep with a girl on my own first. So then, when it kind of came to him being involved, I was a lot more, yeah, you know, relaxed. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it'll be something. It's, you know, it's something new for me. It's going to be a bit odd, yeah, having both of us there, and it's just going to be more enjoyable if I was more relaxed with the girl. But it's like the second he told me that, this kind of switch just like flipped, and instead of talking to feminine girls, that I thought I was attracted to. I suddenly started like only liking and matching with girls it were tomboy mm-hmm. I'd say which was completely different to what I'd always thought do you think that maybe you was after the girly girls because you thought that's what he would like too yeah, yeah. But, well I guess so yeah because then when I thought I think back to it now there was two times through my relationship with him where I got like a crush on another girl and um again I didn't really think too much of it because I thought oh, I'm you know I'm bisexual so Sure, that, that must be normal. And um, both times the girls were like really like, like tomboy and really sporty, mm-hmm. which again, I, I still don't know why, didn't then click how I was like, oh no, I only like feminine girls. And then the two <laughs> girls I the crush on weren't feminine at all. Um, but so, you know, it just takes a, a long time to connect with yeah. It does though, it really does, yeah. It, but it's weird, it's like how? Like surely there were so many signs there. And it's still like, I was just like, no, no. Looking it's a, back, it's, it's a easy to see. Yeah, it's so easy when you look back, like now being who you are, like it's easy to see. Oh my God, why did I not, how was that not a massive trigger for me to like, mm-hmm. how was that not a big light bulb? But at the time it, yeah. you'd find like excuses for it or, you know, it, it would just be mm-hmm. like, there'd be another justification for it. And you'd, like you said, like proving to ourselves by getting with loads of boys. Yeah. 
it's like no I definitely don't like him yeah yeah and I'd kind of convince myself that like because I'd, I'd think I'd go through like phases where I would only think of women like in terms of like I couldn't even, I'd struggle to even kiss him and things like that. So I was like, right, I kind of got into his face, like, I only wanted a woman. Mm-hmm, yeah. But then I'd kind of come out of it and then I'd be like overly attached to him. And because, again, because no one even knew that I was bisexual or anything, I had no friends that were gay or bisexual. So I, to me, I just thought, oh, that's normal for a bisexual. Maybe sometimes you only want men, yeah. sometimes you only want females, which obviously I know isn't the case. So I just kind of thought that was normal for mm. what I saw myself as. It's really hard not having people to speak to about it, yeah. I think. Yeah. And I, do, you know, do you know what one of the stupid things is? One of my best friends is actually gay and she's been out since like secondary school. But I still, I feel like that, that trauma of what happened with like that picture going around, I still didn't even feel that I could tell her. Mm. Yeah. And I, I think like, that's stupid. Yeah. Like, that's you know someone that could actually really have helped me out there and I just I couldn't even do it so yeah I started talking to more tomboy girls it was just like it was just always on my mind just girls in general was just always on my mind and I started just getting really 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 confused and I went to Pride that year so it was 2017 and with my cousin because she's my cousin's pansexual so we decided that you know, oh, we'll go to Pride. And when I was there, I kind of felt like just really myself. Yeah. As I can actually like, be me again, still just thought it was finally being able to openly admit that I was bisexual and things like that. Um, so it was just, again, that just confused me even more. This need for girls was just getting stronger. Yeah. And um at the time, my, my sister lives in France and she was like heavily pregnant. So I booked three weeks away to stay with her. And I just kind of said, you know, I want to help her out a bit while she's, you know, I can't do a lot now. Um, but I really just kind of needed a bit of time to myself to get away. And I think my sister just must have felt something was wrong. And she knew, she knew about the sex problem that me and him had had like the whole way through the relationship. And she was like, oh, is everything like all right? Like, you two okay? I was like, yeah, we're fine. She was like, um, like are you sure? And I, can just, I can literally remember the thought going around in my head now was literally just like, oh, just tell her. Yeah. Just, just tell her, just be honest. And I kind of just said, like, oh, I don't know whether I like boys or girls. And I just started crying and she cried as well. Obviously, she was full of hormones as well anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And um, she was super, like, supportive and actually asked if she could talk, to, you know, when her other half came home, if she could talk to... We could tell him he's French and they're quite open, like, not open sexually, but a bit more, like, understanding. They're not quite as closed off sometimes yeah. as English people are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, French people are much more open about sex than English people, aren't they? It's, yeah. like, such a... <laughs> Definitely. So I, I, I spoke with him as well. He just he he understood. He's like, you know, that happens a lot that people are married and then kind of aren't sure just because, you know, it's the norm to get married and everything. So I felt like I needed to know what it was like to be with a girl, but I didn't want to end things with him because yeah. I was like, what if I've just got wrapped up in this kind of fantasy of this threesome? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm thinking of... I've got these feelings for girls, but actually once it happens, I'm like, oh, it was literally just 
that build up of you know yeah. I was like oh like, I don't want to lose like my husband my house my dog yeah. just over a family yeah by this time I think he'd I don't know whether underlying he he was kind of thought there might be something more to it and um, because he basically turned around and was like right I don't want a threesome anymore and like you can't talk to girls anymore which I guess to most people would be like oh, okay fair enough yeah but because I'd just gotten to this like rut of confusion and just literally I didn't even know who I was anymore it kind of almost just felt like you know like a, a kid's like just attached to their teddy or something and like, you take it yeah. away <laughs> It was like, no, what am I going to do with my life without being able to talk to girls? Yeah, it's like you'd finally sort of had this time to, like you'd finally found a way to comfortably sort of explore that. Mm. And it felt safe for you because, you, you know, you had that yeah. compromise, not compromise, what's the word I'm thinking? You know, you had this, I don't want to say agreement. It's not like a bloody like, contract, <laughs> well, but like, as well. you is, know what I mean? You, it you, is an agreement in a way. Kind of, but less formal. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, you set this sort of situation yeah. with him and that was nice for you because it was like okay I have his thumbs up and he understands and that that's such a reassuring mm-hmm. feeling isn't it and obviously just spoke to your sister yeah. and and her partner and uh-huh. and, so and then it was it's going like, in the right way wasn't it? it just shattered yeah yeah it 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 sounds so like silly to be like oh I was really upset by it but it kind of like I was just like oh my god like what do yeah, I do now yeah how am I ever kind of gonna get through get through this I don't know yeah. so I kind of like I, I hate the fact I did it but I continued talking to girls without him knowing because I was just I was so desperate mm-hmm. to figure it out we we were literally best mates so I could probably count on one hand how many times in the seven and a half years like how many times we argued yeah but we just didn't we like, I absolutely I loved him so much oh. and it, even today like, I love him to bits and but like, I hate hate how everything happened yeah. and that it was him that it happened to yeah. but I ended up kind of like, arranging to meet up with a girl and she kind of knew it was like more of a curiosity for me to figure myself out so I, I wasn't like bleeding her or yeah. anything mm-hmm. and he was away at the time and Basically, I did it and I spent the night with her. I just kind of like knew once it, even like during, I was like, oh, this, this it kind of, everything makes sense yeah. kind of thing. But he, he was basically a bit suspicious because of how I was like messaging or lack of messaging. And he logged into my Facebook messages and I'd, I'd spoken to one of my friends about what I was doing and he obviously read all of that and so then kind of found out what I had done didn't tell me that he knew was kind of just like where were you last night I was kind of just like oh god I, I don't know what to do I was, oh, I was like around my friends he's like I know you were the, the typical like yeah you know <laughs> I know what you've done yeah, yeah. and so yeah I ended up telling him like just telling him what had happened um, and it was like just the shittest thing ever <laughs> I just like seeing his face and everything. Oh, it was just horrible. Yeah, um, and in the end, he like made me go and basically made me go and tell one of my family members. He was like, you know, just a typical like, if if I want anything to like work between me and him, I, I have to tell one of my family members. And I don't know whether that was a kind of like make him feel better because he knew that like, none of my family knew I liked girls. Mm-hmm. So like, is it kind of like 
just one for him to make him feel better that he's had to like I've done that um so I told my auntie because she's she's kind of the most it's so this is my pansexual cousin's mum mm-hmm. cool yeah I thought maybe she's kind of like the easiest one to talk to first so I spoke to her again she was fine about it all and just kind of said you know maybe you need to figure out whether you want to be with him and but it was weird because like the next day he's kind of like got over it but like, it seemed like he'd got over it so he was really like kind of asked me everything that had happened and like, I told him like what we you know what we'd done and he was like even as a joke he was like oh like turns me on a bit really so I was like oh okay like maybe yeah so I was like okay like maybe he's actually like, like the initial shock was like yeah. oh, fuck yeah but now he's like, oh, do you know what? Okay, like we'd, you know, we spoke about it anyway, mm. all that crap. And that whole, yeah, that whole day, like everything was, had literally was as if nothing had happened. Wow. We were completely back to how we were before. Then it, oh, I really, I, I literally don't even know how it then kind of started to go more downhill. I think, again, the day after that, he was then a bit funny about it again. Mm. And I kind of then like, offered to move out and stay at my mum's. And I just told her that we were having problems initially. I remember like, sitting on the sofa, I was like watching this, I don't know, it's, I don't know, it was something similar to Love Island at the time. Um, I was watching that with her on TV and my big sister was messaging me like, have you spoke to mum yet? I was like, no, I haven't said anything. And it's because like, where my ex, we are, he was such a good guy. Like, all my family loved him. Yeah. And he was like a second, he was like a son like my mum and I was just like oh how do I tell her this like my mum's never even known that I have any interest in girls at all and I think growing up she'd do the whole like I don't know if your like mum's ever did it just make the odd comment like if you saw lesbians on tv or things like that they just do like the not necessarily homophobic Mm. as in in like a really bad sense just acknowledging that they're different and like it's a bit weird or something yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) so again I'd never really wanted to tell her because I wasn't sure how she felt about it all mm-hmm. and I was just like right like how do I even bring this up like it's not like I'm single and I'm just sitting there saying to my mum oh by the way like, I think I like girls you know so I'm kind of like right I've got to actually like think about this in my head like how do I even put it and I literally just sat there I said I said to her I was like I said to pause the tv I was like right I need to like I need to talk, talk to you she was like okay me and him are separating I think I like girls and she was just like okay like literally just okay really? <laughs> I was like, oh, just like deadpan <laughs> like, yeah and I was just like you know you're gonna are you gonna say anything else <laughs> I think it was she was just like just shocked mm. and she wasn't like angry or anything I think it was much she just kind of didn't really understand mm-hmm. like how well how I'd gone from like being married to a guy and only ever having boyfriends to now suddenly being like like literally only a year after getting married yeah, yeah. Like they don't they never the people close to you they never see the mental battle that you go through in your head and that you have been going through for Not years there. so to them it just looks like no, they don't. you've gone from one to the next like yeah exactly mm-hmm. and like, like it, it come up um i think we was talking to someone else recently and it came up like that they were saying you know for us it's been a battle for so long so many years but to them it's a second that they've yeah. known so like it is yeah. such a shock because they've known just in that moment whereas we've had years to kind of yeah. you know <laughs> deal with or work through things figure things out so it's new yeah. news to them and it is such a shock isn't it 
Oh God, yeah. And um, do you know what? Funny you say that. The um, the girl that I actually like slept with the first time, we stayed friends for a while, and she kind of was kind of there quite a bit for me when I was going through it, or when I was coming up to my family and all that, which was quite nice. And I think my mum kind of went through phases where she wouldn't really talk about it much. Like we would just crack on with, you know, normal life. But then sometimes she'd, like she's fine now, but she'd, I don't know, just be a bit of a pain in the ass and would almost like ask me to ignore it again. Yeah. And I know like now it's, she was just so desperate to keep like him as well. Cause obviously she loved him to bits. And I remember one time she actually actually said to me, she was like, well, you suppressed it before. She's like, can't you just like suppress it again? Wow. They, they just and, don't and understand. Just like, they just do not understand. No. And I was just like, well, do you think if I could suppress it more that I wouldn't, I'd be in this situation? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like if it I is. could, I would, because this is horrible. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't put myself through yeah. this voluntarily. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, a lot of this story is like so triggering because I swear to God, it is like, so similar to mine it's unbelievable the way your mum was and everything it's it's mad yeah yeah it's it I found my mum was the most difficult yeah like she would again literally just things like that or we'd be on the phone and because obviously we shared a dog at the time because mm-hmm. he was in the house him he still had the dog and he'd drop him around to my mum's to look after if he was like out or anything and um like my mum would chat to him which would I think would then like trigger her yeah as well then she'd be on the phone to me and she's like have to bring up how much I've hurt it how, how much he's hurting and things like that and it's like, I, like I'm very much aware yeah <laughs> how much I've hurt him like I'm struggling I'm struggling that's probably the thing that I'm finding it hardest to deal yeah. with mm-hmm. don't need you also telling me that he's hurting like I I know yeah 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 <laughs> It was just like loads of bits like that, and it was a, uh, it was difficult. I kind of told my nan, and my nan, I think she again didn't quite understand it at first, but graduate she didn't really talk about it too much or didn't question me too much. I think she kind of just accepted what the situation was. But I was kind of told like, right, don't tell your dad or your granddad yet, because you know they. Obviously, my, my granddad's, well, they were like, you know, you don't know how they're going to take it, blah, blah, blah. And um, in the end, I was like, right, no. I was actually sitting back at the house with my ex. And um, bear in mind that throughout the whole breakup, we didn't argue still. Yeah. And we actually had, we were going to couples therapy as well. It was initially to see, because I was still, wasn't completely sure of the situation. Yeah. Initially, it was to see if we could stay together. But eventually it was more of a kind of like, obviously we come to realise it wasn't going to be that way. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of around the house and he said to me, he was like, Look, you need to tell your granddad. I'm, I'm a massive granddad's girl. So I was like, okay, right. Um, but the thing is, my granddad's deaf. <laughs> so I was like, right, I'm going to have to write him a letter because I don't want to shout at him that I'm yeah. gay. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> you should have done, go outside his door and do a love actually with the signs <laughs> yeah. I know I've been blessing oh. but then to be fair he probably wouldn't even be able to see that as well but he obviously didn't know he knew me and him were separating and I don't, he'd actually messaged me a couple of times saying look I don't know what's going on um, but if you 
want to talk to me about anything like even if you don't want to talk to like nan as well just message me Aww. and we'll go up to my office so i was like okay i was like right i've got to do this so i messaged him and was like right i'm gonna come around at this time and so i sat there and wrote a letter just basically explaining everything that's kind of been going on in my head for a while and and the, you know, the crazy thing is, is my ex actually like proofread my letter to wow. make sure it was Aww. like okay I yeah. guess and I look back now and I think god that's fucking weird yeah. <laughs> no but you've got such like a my- nice relationship with him still you know it's so nice that but yeah. throughout that he was yeah. kind of yeah. there for like, you in a way yeah. yeah there was like a, it seems like there was a real foundation yeah. of friendship yeah and respect like, yeah 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 I think by this point like we'd both come to realize and he'd even said that I think we knew that underlying something wasn't right yeah. through obviously most relationship but would kind of just bury our head in the sand with it yeah where we were literally like best mates it's so easy to like think right well the next step is to get married and because we're like we love each other so much and we get on so well it's kind of like that must be the right mm-hmm. thing to do and like neither of us had really had relationships previous to then be like oh no this isn't right that's not how a relationship yeah. is I think he'd even come to a point where he was like do you know what actually as much as this is shit and it hurts it wasn't like we didn't have really the right relationship mm-hmm. so yeah I went to my granddad's and gave him the letter and I kind of like sat was sitting there watching him read it and again that was just like a, a horrible feeling just like watching someone reading <laughs> have you got to the bit yet have you got to the bit yet <laughs> Yeah, and I'm oh, like, God. each time he'd like turn the page, I'd be like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And he kind of like finished reading and folded it up and uh, I was, Here, here's the reaction. Because his face was just completely like straight the whole time he was reading it. And he was just like nodding away to some of it. Oh. <laughs> he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, he kind of just looked at me and he was like, right. He kind of just like accepted it. Mm-hmm. And he was the most... I don't know, most understanding of all my family. And he was obviously, you know, he said, you know, it's sad for my ex. Um, He's like, but maybe you needed to get married to realise that's not actually the life for you. And yeah, he just kind of understood it, uh, which was amazing. And he asked if any other family members knew. And I said, who does know? Um, And that kind of like the more distant, you know, like the great aunts and uncles, like they didn't know yet. And he was like, well, if any of them ever have any problems, he's like, let me know and I'll kind of sort sort it out. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. So he was like really oh, good. What a That's guy. amazing, yeah. Yeah, like, he gave me a big hug and kind of ended it as we walked out of the was kind of like, just make sure that you bring home a girl with big boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I remember that bit from your email. I was like chuckling. <laughs> it was like the last thing I was expecting you to say. <laughs> so funny. I know. <laughs> I know, I was like, oh, all right, grandpa. <laughs> like, he's got a fart machine that he turns on when people come round. Oh my like, God, he sounds like my grandpa. My grandpa has a fart. He goes to the cart with my nan. He takes the fart machine. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> my nan bends down to pick stuff up. He'll like, oh <laughs> my God. What a guy. <laughs> I've got to meet him. I want to go to the co-op with him. <laughs> he's literally like, I guess he's like typically like always been like a Jack the Lad, yeah, and he's yeah, just yeah. never grown out of that. No. <laughs> no, he was like completely fine. So I was like, right, the, the last one's tackle is my dad. So he was just—he's my dad's like a typical guy that doesn't really get involved with anything too much. Yeah, 
kind of just sits on the sofa and keeps out of it all. <laughs> I went on the field with him, taking the dogs for a walk. And I was like, right, this is this is it. I've got to tell him now. And I just I, again just said to him, like, right, be completely honest with you. We've separated because like, I'm gay. And he, he was just like, yeah, I know. And I was like, oh, basically at a party, my ex told him that what? that's why we were separating. Oh. And I was just like, okay. What? Oh. <laughs> I just didn't like Yeah. Because I, kind of, I got it that he was probably upset. So oh, I spoke to my dad. But at the same time, I was like, that's kind of like my thing to say. Mm-hmm. Um like I don't, like I said in my email, like I don't sometimes don't think straight people realise how much actually goes into getting to that point of being able to say it to your to one of your parents. Yeah. And he hasn't said anything to me. He like he had this information for weeks and hadn't brought it up with me or anything. So I was kind of like a bit upset mm. that it had been that he already knew. Um, but I kind of just, because I was like, Do you know what, he was upset. Yeah. Like, I hurt him I'll kind of I'll take that one yeah <laughs> I'll take it um so that was kind of like the family dealt with and again my mum was at this time the only one that was kind of being a little bit difficult still mm-hmm. um and I remember she was sitting on she was on the sofa and I was like in the kitchen and she was just going on about how she didn't understand it because like in her opinion like I'd always been super girly so how how was I now gay? Like I don't, I always used to play with Barbies and things like that. And um, the thing is, like, I always made my Barbies lesbians when I was little. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I was telling know. you from day one. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, you know, I did play with my Barbies. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I literally, I just kind of got to a point where she just pushed me so far. And my dad had just come in and was like, bent down near the front door taking his shoes off and I just remember shouting at my mom like I don't like dick oh my God. and um my dad just kind of like just like, remember looked up from his boots and then just put his head back down and, like, he's like no not today yeah. not dealing with that yeah. <laughs> and I think my mom kind of just like didn't know what to say it was just, just like just silent and like I kind of just like left it there yeah, I mean, and, you like, can't really put it more bluntly than that can no. you like <laughs> No, no, I was like, what don't you understand? Yeah. <laughs> Very simple. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that kind of, that was all alright. And like I said, I don't know how I didn't figure it out earlier, because like I said, with the Barbies thing, what I hadn't men- haven't mentioned yet is all through growing up, when you know when you get to that age where you're like, do a little bit of self-exploring, mm-hmm. things like that, I'd only, like, I've only ever had, you know, I played myself and but thought about girls yeah. even when I was like a teenager in my like adulthood even when I was with my ex mm. so I have Aww. never kind of been in the mood or done it thinking about men or what I'd kind of do is I'd think about women and uh just as I was about to you know finish I'd um suddenly I'd like, switch to thinking about men yeah as if yeah. like mm-hmm. as if I'm like yeah I'd feel almost like make myself feel better yeah. it's like right no it's okay like, I was thinking of a man yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost like trying to um, convince yourself or like train yourself <laughs> like this happened because yeah. I was thinking of a man defo yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then I'd feel really like a bit like dirty after yeah. like really like guilty which obviously is just like massive like just self-denial mm-hmm. and I don't know internal homophobia I don't know 
what it is really and like I say I just don't know how I didn't put everything together uh, I, to me that was just like oh this is just normal like for a bisexual I guess like I remember one time actually my I'd like been like, watching like lesbian porn and though I don't even know why because I was like stupid but I saved like this video of a girl you know masturbating and um I deleted it and everything and it's just like probably about half a year later my laptop was fucking up so my granddad came around to like clear everything and they were going through like some things in this video oh came my up. god and my mum <laughs> was like Kirst, like what's this oh, oh no <laughs> no <laughs> of all the people that were clearing your laptop it was your grandparents and that video came up i oh know my and i was my mum as well and at the time luckily my stepbrother had been living with us yeah but then had moved back in with his mum and we were the same age. Oh my God, did so you I, pin I it on up... him? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, I was like, oh, like, his mates always used to use my laptop. Like, that was like, quick thinking. Oh my God. <laughs> I know, like, I wouldn't even be able to think that quick in my feet now, but I was just so like petrified. Yeah. Oh like, my God. Oh God. Yeah. Fuck. Um, yeah, that was a bit... <laughs> But um, yeah, because like I say, actually the last family member that I ended up coming out to was my uh, little sister. So I say she's kind of like almost thirteen years younger than me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, this is gonna be like weird for her. Is she gonna mm-hmm. like completely understand it? Because I think oh, I can't remember how old she was. Like early secondary at the okay. time. And uh, I was upstairs with her, and I kind of just I went for the bisexual route as opposed to the full gay. Yeah. I was like, right, ease them in. Kind of <laughs> go there first, yeah. And um, we were just laying there, and I, I said to her, I was like, oh, I'm bisexual. And she kind of just like, like, her head just like snapped at me. And instead of being like, oh, okay, or anything, like her first reaction was like, what did mum say? Oh my God. She just wants the girl. She does want the girl. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, like I said, she was like, was she okay with it? Like, and she was like, just really like, had to know mm. how my mum reacted to it. And there was a little part of me that was like, why are you so bothered about like, yeah. how my mum mum's reacted to it yeah and i kind of dropped it and then she kind of just started showing me all these bisexual youtubers that she watches and um and i was just like oh, okay like fair enough I just let her crack on with it and then she'd kind of like start trying to like ship me and my friends and things like that <laughs> <laughs> i was just like, I was like that doesn't quite work like yeah. that <laughs> i was like no interest in any of my friends <laughs> and and it till like, like a few years later she actually messaged my mum she was really low at the time and she ended up being confused about her own mm-hmm. sexuality oh. and like she said to my mum that like, she thinks she's bisexual and then this is I think it was only like a year or two ago so she's kind of like just I don't know where she's at kind of like thinks she's bisexual but it's quite like, just open um and it was kind of like I part of me was just like I thought so yeah I was like the way you acted like just so desperate to find out how what mum thought about or how she reacted I, was like, I knew there was a little bit of confusion going on inside your head. Yeah. <laughs> when she kind of spoke to my mum about herself, my mum's then now being like completely fine. Yeah. Like, and it's yeah. it's nice because I feel like all the shit I went through and has made it like so much easier for my yeah. little sister. Yeah, that's nice. To just yeah. be open. And um, like my mum sits and watches different youtubers with her like she was my sister was like obsessed with dan and phil and um obviously like they've both like come out as well and um 
actually made my mum watch his like Dan's coming out story, I think, and all that. So my mum's proper like open with her. And even now my mum's like, I don't understand how like, parents can disown their kids because they're gay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd... Oh bless you. But you were almost Yeah, gay. yeah, yeyeah. <laughs> I don't think they realise what they do put you through mm. in a way. No, definitely not. And I do think it like say it's it's that shock mm-hmm. yeah. that just completely like, what the hell? Like so the girl that I had slept with said to me, she was like, give your family time. She was like, I know they're being a bit of a pain at the moment. But she was like, but don't forget, like, you've had years to accept yeah. how you are. She was like, and it's taken you years to accept who you are. Yeah. She was like, you can't just expect your family to accept accept it, oh my gosh, you know, yeah. straight away just because yeah. you've accepted yes. it. Yes, that's, yeah. I think, yeah. And I think it is that sometimes like, we do go into this, right, I've accepted it now. So I'm going to tell mm-hmm. them and they've they've got to react well to it. Right? They just yeah. have to. It's really interesting. It's like something and, that I've only learned from doing this podcast me too honestly mm-hmm. like i mean i i was lucky with with my coming out with my family like generally i've had yeah. a good time of it you know i've not had a problem they've been amazing but yeah i think about it i was the hardest person to come out to i gave myself the most shit mm-hmm. you know what i mean i told myself mm-hmm. i was disgusting i told myself i was wrong yeah. and it took me like oh my god it took me years to even be comfortable with being bisexual and that was something that i was hiding behind yeah. for a long time mm-hmm. so like yeah yeah it's yeah, it's a them, massive expect them to be yeah to accept just straight away and like yeah. you know our, yeah. we do have internalized homophobia whether we know it or oh, not <laughs> like a lot of people do and you know that's a battle for a good couple of years yeah. to to like oh, rid God, yourself yeah. of these like beliefs of of gay people lesbians you know to not give them time to overcome yeah the internalized homophobia that they've been that's been put on them growing yeah. up and that's been so deeply rooted in the in the back of their minds mm-hmm. you know to not let them yeah. have the time to undo that it causes problems of like mm-hmm. do they accept me oh my god they don't accept me they don't accept me but like really they yeah. just have work to do to undo the yeah. beliefs that they have yeah, yeah. oh good definitely like you say they've they've come to know you as like to this their straight mm-hmm. child that's always had boyfriends and it like you say it's in my head I've I'd only ever been with boys but I knew that something else was going on yeah and it still took me so long to accept that that's actually how it was yeah. so and then to accept your family to just be like oh, okay yeah. like that's great exactly obviously like, if you've always grown up in a really open family then it's you know they probably yeah. are going to accept it straight yeah. away I know when it's been like, very closed and so no, she's absolutely like, amazing with it all now. Um, but yeah, after that, I kind of had like, and well, I moved to London um, after months. We were kind of separate, going through the separation, and just kind of ignored everything. I would just like I started working in London as well, so I'd just be out drinking all the mm-hmm. time. Um, became like a serial data yeah. as well. <laughs> I, I suddenly, like you know, I was twenty six, and I could suddenly. Yeah, I'm just gonna go on like, numerous dates and never think about anything. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of just managing that way. And I actually ended up seeing a girl who was just not overly nice. Yeah, just not a nice person at all. And after her, I ended up meeting my current girlfriend. And she, after about a month or two, I feel like I just had this like massive mental breakdown. Because I guess everything that I'd kind of like put behind a wall mm-hmm. 
and then when I was in kind of relaxing with her and like letting my guard down it's like everything that I'd put behind that wall was now just like flooding out and was just yeah. let out and she was so curious like she you know she, like, she wanted to know everything that had gone on and how it you know how I was with it all and like she was super open and supportive of it all but also just wanted to know everything mm -hmm. and yeah I think it just like everything that I just kept just took over and I had like, a massive mental breakdown that I ended up not being able to like, work for a year because I had to get, get signed off work and in the end I just kept getting signed off and I was like I don't want to just keep putting work through that so I just left I put her through bloody hell because it was so weird I, I think what I wish I'd known at the time like going from being a, in a straight relationship and being married and everything to then being with a woman like, I don't think people realize that there's a mass like to me there's a massive difference between being with a woman yeah. and being yeah. with a man and it's even little things that I would suddenly be insecure about things that I'd never even thought about being insecure mm -hmm. about like, like my ex played um rugby so he'd often like come home shower and then go to rugby because he didn't want to kind of go to rugby already smelling from his day yeah. at work but then like my um girlfriend plays football so she'd kind of do the same like she'd come home shower go to football but then because obviously a lot of her teammates are gay as well I then just had this thing like, what? Who's she showering for? Yeah. Like, why is she? Why is she showering to go to football? Even though my ex used to do the same, yeah. but because <laughs> he was straight and playing with men, I was now in a situation where I, I'm with a girl who's playing like a lot of sport with other girls that also like girls, yeah. and it was, it was like, and obviously it used to like really upset her, and like, I put her through so much stress, and I'm just trying to explain to her like, I, I'm, I'm not. Mm. This isn't like normal for me I, I don't you know I never had to worry about my ex being friendly with girls that might like him because he didn't really have loads of female yeah. friends yeah and to now be with someone that's friends with a lot of girls that are also interested in girls it was almost like it would have been with my ex if he had loads yeah. of female friends mm -hmm. and it, I just wasn't used to it so it was a massive like a massive adjustment going and like my girlfriend's been well out since she was in secondary school oh, yeah. so she's just used to how things are so it took me a long time to kind of get used to that side of things and um, even now like we've been together like two years and even now sometimes there's like a, kind of a split second where I'm like oh and, yeah. and I'm like yeah oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's just that like now I'm kind of I've got used to how things are and the fact that you know just because they like girls as well doesn't mean that they like yeah. her but it is it's just completely changing the way like you see mm. relationships and, it's like you have to learn how to be in so, a relationship yeah. with a woman in a way yeah. yeah yeah literally and it is weird and I think maybe people that do come out later in life that's something that they will might struggle with at first but I kind of like at the time when I was struggling, I just couldn't find anything online that would could give me any answers. I I used to even do things like you know the quizzes that yeah. you do when you I get I get the things like am I gay, things like that. And I was like like you know 25 years old doing this yeah. quiz like am I gay? <laughs> like Buzzfeed <laughs> comes like, up. Oh. <laughs> yes, yeah, I was like God, I'm like this like 25 year old woman doing a quiz. But I just couldn't find anything. Like even if I found, like I'd find, 
I think I found one story of another woman who was married when she realised she was gay. And it was so like hunky-dory because her and her husband were like best friends and he kind of like knew anyway. Mm. And they, he, she had a chat with him and he was all like accepting and they're still, they're still best friends. And I was just thinking mm. like, oh, this isn't going to go that same way. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, I know it's something like that, but I just couldn't find anything. Now, now you're the one putting you know, it out there. Yeah, exactly. You're putting yeah. this content yeah, out there, yeah. sharing your story. Yeah. So, and you like paved the way for your sister a bit, and now hopefully, like, I'm sure this is gonna help yeah. somebody out there. Definitely. Yeah, I really hope so because, like I say, I was just, I just felt really alone, and like, all I wanted to do was literally all I wanted was to read a story of a woman that was married, realized she was gay. It ended messy, but she's okay now. (laughs) She's living her best life. Kind of what I wanted to hear or what I wanted to read. Not like, oh, he was completely fine with it and we're still best friends. It's like, well, no, because that, you know, that's a very, probably out of all the married couples that end up with one of them being gay. Like, it's probably quite a small Mm -hmm. percentage of them end up with them. Quite a romanticized version of events, isn't it? Yeah. Even for me, like, we were best friends and we ended on good terms. Like, literally, everything was 50 50 there was no animosity but we're, we're not friends anymore like we don't have a relationship mm-hmm. anymore and yeah so i kind of like i want people that maybe if they are in a similar situation to kind of realize that you know you'll be okay in the end like it like for me now like i'm so glad i've done it and like, my girlfriend is like, amazing like i say she put up with so much shit <laughs> with me bless her and she stuck through it i have no idea why oh stop it but um <laughs> Honestly, I say it to him, like, why have you favoured me? She was like, well, I saw the potential there once you were better. Yeah. And I was just like, but why have I done it? You just going like, my shit. And, um, yeah, just let people know that even, like, it, it, even people that are in a different similar situation, or even if you're just with a man, not even married or whatever, or even single, that you can, you may go through a, a patch that's shit. Um, and I think sometimes, like, being gay or like lesbian or whatever it's romanticized so much on social media and you see like so many like amazing like lesbian couples on instagram and everything and it's kind of like right that's what my life's going to be like and it's like but sometimes like you don't see their shit Mm -hmm. part and i think uh, as much as it's not nice to know you've probably got to go through a bit of shit i think sometimes it is also a bit of a reality that definitely in a way, it's probably in the long run a bit more cruel mm. or more difficult to be taught that everything's going to be okay. Mm. Like maybe yeah. okay. Let me. I'll say that again because yeah. everything eventually will. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everything eventually. It takes time, yeah. but you know, everything will be okay in the end. You know, like God, you've yeah. had a hard time and and you've gone through a lot, but like you said, you're happy now. You're in a happy relationship with your girlfriend, and like it is okay now but what I mean is it won't always be easy you know what I mean like we're not gonna sit here and be like yeah "Yeah, it's gonna be a walk in the park and you're gonna be absolutely fine and everyone's gonna be fine and dandy about it it's gonna Mm -hmm. be all hunky-dory like that's not realistic and for some people it might be like that which is incredible and amazing but the reality is it's not exactly like for my sister yeah my sister would probably have that amazing (laughs) story of oh yeah everyone's fine everything was comfortable living my best life but there's also like gonna be you know maybe a sibling that came before uh-huh. them that yeah. didn't have that and I think I think a lot on social media is 
massively romanticized which again is something that affected my mental health when I was first with my current girlfriend I'd see all these like lesbian couples and obviously when I was with my ex all I would see on social media were these type of couples that were just so in love and just perfect and so then when you actually get into a real relationship and for me it's like oh that like hmm being with a girl isn't always like amazing how mm, it looks on social yeah. media and to me I, w- I, w- I would compare I'd be like well why aren't we like that why don't mm. we do that because actually like my first girlfriend it's like well that's how all these other couples yeah. are like why don't we do it god it's so it's mm. so toxic isn't it to see all that it really is it's, it's mad like I've met so many couples and it doesn't matter straight or gay it really doesn't matter or even single yeah. you know and you're most people yeah. only put on their best bits of their life the best parts of their life or even mm-hmm. fake a whole life like you know people might have certain um like views or expectations on this person or how they are who they yeah. are but it's just completely different isn't it you just cannot like yeah take anything true on social media really can you uh-huh. no and it's because like, i never did with my ex like, i never used to look at straight couples and other couples and be like oh why don't yeah. we do that because I, I was that was I was just comfortable with how we were. I think where I was suddenly getting used to this new life and I'd never been with a girl before, so I I didn't really know what to compare it with. Yeah. And I'd see all these like say all these amazing couples mm. and oh. it was just like this warped reality of what I kind of should be expecting. Mm. Yeah, it really is romanticized, isn't it? Like, I've only just thought about it now myself, yeah. you know, like you see in, in films and books and it just in daily life, mm-hmm. uh, all these straight couples having problems, they go to therapists, yeah. the, you know, it's so mm-hmm. normal. Whereas you think when you look yeah. at lesbian couples, not only are they so sexualized, it's so romanticized, yeah. it's all perfect. That's just how it's portrayed. And yeah. it's just so not like that. Yeah. I mean... It is, Gabs, don't worry. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's just exactly the same. It's just a completely normal relationship that... And they yeah. all will have problems just as straight couples will. Yeah, like, I've seen so many... I always feel like the photos that get taken of lesbian couples together as well are always, like, super yes. seductive. Yes, oh, my God, yeah. yeah. Like, they'll always be, like, one that's more, like, tomboy, kind of, like, holding the other one mm. up or the other one's on the counter with, like their kind of nightdress yeah. coming we're really you're both gorgeous like like nightdress. yesterday we were both sat there on the couch with hot water bottles on our womb both in absolute <laughs> agony because we both had we're so in sync we're, we both had like a couple of hours together in the month where we're in pain you know what i mean we're both sat there with like chocolate a brew yeah. hot water bottle on our womb watching rupaul like yeah. <laughs> I know, and it's like, you don't see it. I know, or the fact that you do sync up and you're both, like, PMSing at the (laughs) same time. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, we have it. We're not quite synced up, but we're both complete opposites when it comes to periods. Like, I'm super emotional and needy, whereas my girlfriend's just, like, fuck away from me. Uh, I'm kind of actually like really glad we're not synced up. Oh, my God, yeah. Well, you wouldn't be able to give (laughs) each other what you needed. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Not exactly. We've just kind of kept it. But no, like it's just been good to actually come on here and I guess just be complete, completely yeah. honest. And like I say, it's unfortunately I'd I'd love to also say in my situation, like I did the best thing and I sat down with him and was like, oh, this is a situation. Let's deal with it together. Mm. But unfortunately, like you know, I hate the fact I cheated on him and 
the guilt from that is really what fucked my mental health up massively. And like, I'd kind of like be in bed and all that would, I just get like flashbacks of him. And it's weird again, like we met up like quite a few times after we separated to go on dog walks or to go skateboarding together. And uh, I remember he asked me, like, he just basically said that why like he wasn't, he wasn't enough. And I was just like, and it literally just at the t- do you know what, when he said it, I didn't really, it, it upset me, but I was just like, like, it has nothing to do with that. Blah, blah. And it wasn't until, you know, later when I was low, that, that it was literally just like that little snippet on like mm-hmm. a reel, just in my head, like just seeing him and like just him asking that question and, and it would just destroy yeah, me. Yeah. And I'd literally like cry myself to sleep most nights and it was just awful. So I was, you know, if anyone is ever in a similar situation that like, if I could go back, I wish I would have been more honest with him about it and kind of dealt with the situation together, mm. I guess, as much as you can. But I just, I, I don't know, I was just so desperate to figure myself out but also petrified of losing him. You know, he chose the wrong thing to do and ended up upsetting, you know, hurting him, hurting myself in the long run. And I actually had to have a phone call with him, like literally like a year after we'd separated. Um, and I was just on the floor and we were on the phone and uh, I just had to know that he was okay. So he was kind of like on the phone and was telling me that he's, you know, he's happy and like he's got a new... he. He's got a new girlfriend. They've been together, I think, a little bit longer than me and my girlfriend have. And, like, he's really happy with her. And I was kind of, like, just crying. <laughs> and he was like, no, I'm okay. I, I think I've forgiven, you know, what happened and all that. And he was just really lovely about it. And, um, like, I, just, I needed to hear that. And all my friends have said to me, like, like aren't you upset that he's moved on? And cause I, remember, I said to him, I was like, does she make you happier than I do? And he was like, honestly, like, yes, mm-hmm. she does. And my friends were like, like, didn't that upset you? And I was like, do you know what? I I wanted yeah. to hear that. Like, I want, yeah, I want to know that all the shit that I put us both through has actually been kind of ended up with us yeah. both being yeah. happier. Yeah. And it has. So that did help. But like I said, I probably wouldn't have got that closure at all if me and him had a worse relationship than, you know, we had. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> Been a bit of a roller coaster, but I'm kind of through it now. And it was fun for my girlfriend when we first got together, telling her friends that she's with a married woman. <laughs> <laughs> she always used to like use that. And I think people would always that situation in Friends with isn't it with like Ross and like I think his ex or oh, his current yeah. girl. I don't know some friends. So yeah, she'd often like make her mates <laughs> laugh because obviously technically at the time I was still married, even though yeah, I wasn't yeah. with him. Um, but yeah, I'm with a married woman. But no, it's all been for the better. But yeah, it was just shit yeah. at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm guessing very different to a lot of other people's coming out stories. Mm. <laughs> well, that's the thing, like you said, it's somebody out there will benefit so much from hearing your story mm-hmm. because like, I think everyone just needs someone to relate to, don't they? Mm. And especially for, for people in the yeah. closet for whatever reason, it's harder to find someone mm-hmm. to relate to, especially when you're a bit frightened and you want to keep things maybe secret for a bit and you still scared about being open about stuff like to be able to find something Mm -hmm. online perhaps it might have that relatability that somebody really needs so it's a like honestly i think it's so amazing that you've come on and told your story and and 
we're both really grateful for it and it was so nice to chat to you and and like hear it it's a big oh. it's been lovely talking to you good i'm glad yeah but it was yeah. i'm surprised i haven't cried <laughs> Yeah. I know. Do you know what? Me too. Oh We're both God. so hormonal right now. Honestly, like, I feel like <laughs> it's I, like I, such an emotional yeah, story. I just like when you was talking about that with with your ex and stuff. I was like, oh my God, so mm. cute together, cute together. Because I I had a two year relationship. I wasn't married all this, but I had a two year relationship with a guy, yeah. and like I absolutely mm. like adored him. You know, I was like so you know what I thought was in love at the time and like I imagined Mm -hmm. the future with him and everything and the same kind of thing happened with me like I had such a battle in in my mind and yeah I ended up cheating on him with a girl and like I still like do do I even forgive myself now you know because he he Mm -hmm. was like such a lovely guy and like I just it was just so shitty that I had to figure myself out yeah. while I was in that relationship and at the time you know mm. obviously going back with what I know now I would have been like listen that you know talked about it maybe but I didn't even accept it myself and yeah. you know this happened and, and it just mm-hmm. had to happen otherwise I would have just struggled even more and 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 like he would yeah. have you know been in a relationship that wasn't meant for him for a lot longer so I'm glad mm-hmm. it did happen when it did but the way it did was just so shitty because like I'll never forgive myself yeah. for that even though like yeah it, it was meant to mm-hmm. happen I still get it now. yeah I still get it now like it's been what three oh I don't know we separated in 2017 mm. so you know it's coming up for four years I guess yeah. but even now it's still out out of everything I've got over how much I hurt him is kind of the yeah. one thing that I yeah. haven't and that still even though it's just, it's always one of them things where like I don't think about it most yeah. of the time but every now and then it will just randomly yeah. like Same. come into yeah. my head and then I have to just I have to like yeah. force it out because mm-hmm. I hate it and like I like say at the time I feel like I'd got into such a where I was drink going out drinking all the time I just didn't really yeah. think about it I was like you know and then, uh, I don't it's know. a way just, to mask things up, that, isn't it? I, I went through a whole lot of yeah. that. Fuck. A whole lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. And it is still, it's still really difficult. Like I said, we'd tried for kids and everything. Oh, wow. um, and like, like, obviously, luckily now, like, I, I never felt pregnant. But even at the time, I was when I was battling with what, whether, you know, what was going on in my head, I was kind of like, if we're not together, like, you kind of think like, what what would he do? What's he gonna do? Like, we'd kind of got into, you know, like I I, I mainly made the food. He mainly did like the yeah. clothes washing, like things like that. And I was like, even that stupid mob, like, how's he gonna eat? <laughs> <laughs> like, what if what if his next girlfriend like doesn't cook overly well? Mm. Like, is like he's not used oh, to my cooking, like oh. things like that. And even like even like sometimes now, or, or when we first separated, I was like, what if? Because he was obviously a few years older. I was like what if I've kind of like taken away him having kids? Yeah. Like, what if he doesn't find someone for ages? And then I've I've kind of mm. taken that away from him. And oh. like, even like things like that would just go around in my head. Like, how is me doing this? Like, how have I potentially mm. like fucked his life up? Obviously like now, like, I don't think it has. But it's still like you say at the time, it's just like... The guilt just eats you up, doesn't it? It really does. Oh my God, yeah. It really does. Like I said, I think, I think the guilt is the main thing that 
ended up with like my mental health just being yeah. Yeah. awful because I couldn't I couldn't yeah. with it mm-hmm. at all and like I say even now it is still something I even get tempted every now and then now to just to like message and be like yeah, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you're all good but you'll probably just be like yeah, yeah. I'm fine like leave me alone but it is that and then I think to myself but and then I'm like, am I just being selfish for myself because I want to mm. know that he's okay like it's me messaging it's not going to help him at all it's just making myself yeah. feel better so previously there were loads of times where like I had uh, stopped myself I was like it's not fair on him for me to keep being like messaging just to like make myself be like right now yeah. okay he's okay it's fine I'm okay but oh yeah things could go differently yeah. I, like, I wish I had but you can't change mm-hmm. what you do and like at the time the way I did it mm. felt right so what I- yeah, yeah that's the thing you know you do everything out of love and you do everything out of wanting to do the right thing mm-hmm. and it's just with your experience with the confusion everything yeah. you're still doing what you think is right and the best thing f- that you yeah. can do and it's just shitty that it has to happen that way but it just does and like mm-hmm. like you said I mean it all ends up the way it's meant to end up but <laughs> it does it's just a crappy yeah. thing to go but, through yeah but honestly there's so many times that I just thought god I wish I'd just like had an easier like I just get so jealous of people like, I'm like oh I've known you since I was oh, like in I school know. and I came <laughs> And I've been the girl since, and I'm like, God, I wish I could have just like figured mm. that out, or even if I'd figured it out before I got married. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Just like a little, a little bit easier, but it's yeah, is what it is, and just grow exactly. from it, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. And like one thing that I carry with me as like a little mantra with my life, and it's from probably the most obscure reference ever. It's from Inside Out, you know, the Disney film. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. It is really deep though. And like, it's like, it, it's so profound. It resonated with me so much, but yeah. it's just that sometimes you need bad stuff to happen to have good. Like um, sometimes yeah. it's a negative situation or a situation that might make, me, make you feel like not the happiest of thoughts, yeah. but then that is then a catalyst for something much better to come. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And I think, like, I don't know how, like, for yourselves, but for me, I think if I hadn't have gone the wrong way about doing things, I don't think I ever would have even said, like, mm. said anything. Like, I think, like, if he'd not found out about it, like, I would think to myself, like, would I have just yeah. carried on, gone on to have kids? Or if I hadn't done anything, would I have just got to a point where I was like, do you know what, just ignore it? like leave it just continue with him we're all happy and I think you know like even though it was a shit situation like say that I have to go through that bad situation in order to actually be like Mm. where I am now because I don't know if I would have like I can't I don't I don't think Mm. I would have ended it it's like a lot of bad things happening that are really just saying, hey, listen, you're on the wrong path here. Listen, you know, giving you the nudge, giving you the nudge. Come on, wake up. You're not on yeah. the right path. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I know. I know. And me, like, previously, just, like, yeah. Kick like, no, to the side. Like, Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> kick to the side. <laughs> oh, well, thank you yeah. so much, Kirsty, for being on and sharing that. You know, usually at the end, we normally ask, what would you say to your former self? But I think... You've absolutely covered that yeah. and gave us all the advice. And, you know, I just think 
someone that maybe has been through something similar to what you've been through or currently or currently confused Mm -hmm. and maybe married or in a long-term relationship like I think they really will take a lot from that Mm -hmm. so it's so brave to to talk about that yeah sorry that's what I wish I'd had hopefully if I could please even if it's just one person yeah amazing yeah thanks for having me it's been a pleasure thank you very much that's all right I rambled a bit because there's so much that happened it's like right no honestly I'm glad that I didn't read the email and I was gripped the whole way so I was still gripped even though I knew it was coming honestly (laughs) there were bits that I forgot as well and I was like oh my god yeah the lesbian barbies I forgot about that (laughs) yeah amazing thank you so much honestly honestly, like wow I really appreciate your honesty and stuff (laughs) yeah you'll definitely help some people yeah, I'd, like, I'd be happy for people to yeah. message me. Um, like I say, I, I wish I'd yeah. had that, really. So, yeah, if anyone is in a similar situation or even if not the situation, but the, the emotions, then, yeah, I'd be happy to yeah, help people. Her DMs are open, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you might make some like loads of new gay friends from this. Yeah. And then when we're down in London, we no, can come and have a big gay night out. <laughs> honestly I need some I've, I've got maybe a couple one that i'd met on tinder that was like originally we'd swiped like mm. through an attraction but ended up like we never even met up for a date literally the first time we met up was yeah. yeah. like oh, should, be, should be mates and other than that the you only know, got the one from school but yeah. we haven't got a lot <laughs> about quality so, yeah, not be nice. <laughs> exactly <laughs> It's lovely to meet yeah, you. you too. You too. Wow, what a ride. Don't know about you, darling, but I'm knackered. <laughs> Been here, there, and everywhere with me emotions for that one. <laughs> I know, bloody hell. Seriously, massive appreciation to Kirsty for coming on and telling that story and having that conversation with us and sharing that with, with everyone. It's really nice to hear that after all that she went through, she had a happy ending. And there's odd moments of real joy in her story as well, as the hardships that she had. I think we should um, introduce our next guest for next week. Who is it? Give it to us. Drum roll, please. Tom. Oh, yeah, Tom. (laughs) AKA, always a novice on Instagram. Yes, the influencer, the traveler, the NHS worker from Manny on the map, 0161, has got a coming out story for you. And we are very excited to share that with you next episode on Queer Podcast. That's countdown. I know, you've done it before. Oh, right, yeah, I'm sorry, I did. I did. Are we allowed to keep that in? <laughs> yeah, but the other's not copyright. You didn't do that, bloody good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another episode of Queer Podcast. We're very grateful to every single one of you and we're very excited to be bringing you lots more content in the future. Indeed we are. And we've got lots to come, don't you worry. Yeah, we've got some really good ones lined up, still in the queue, mm-hmm. waiting there to be edited. See you on the next one, loves. See you, loves. Bye, loves. Bye. Bye. Bye.